is, but I found out the answer to it. We are putting on weight. It is true. We do put on weight as we get older as women, but it's not our metabolism that's slowing down. What it actually is. Welcome to the Life on Purpose Over 40 podcast, where empowerment, elegance, and health take center stage. I'll be your guide on this thrilling journey to outshine your past self. This is a podcast all about transformation. We're plunging headfirst into exactly what health, wellness, style, relationships, and career look like as a woman over 40. You'll be hearing from all the most sought after global trailblazers and experts. This isn't just about learning. It's about embracing your inner, fierce, fabulous self. Let's get started. Are you ready to embrace your best self, live your life on purpose, and flourish in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond? I'm thrilled to introduce you to my new video podcast, where we'll be diving into the science of well-being and how to be your best self over the age of 40. If you're ready to rewrite your life's narrative, hit that subscribe button, because this journey is all about us. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a mind-blowingly easy way to fight your body changing in its ways that you don't like it to. Yes, I'm talking about that squishy tummy. I'm talking about that little bit of extra weight gain or maybe a lot of extra weight gain. But I have got something that's so simple and natural that you can do. None of these chemicals, none of these medications, really natural and really simple to do. My name is Caroline Polinska and I'm so excited to be back after three years of maternity leave. Each week we'll be transforming lives and helping you embrace your best selves with amazing guests. There are so many great general podcasts out there, but we as women need more specific information and advice all in one place. So that's what I wanted to bring you, a podcast that covers everything we need to know. Sorry, I live on a boat and I just had the biggest wave hit our boat and it just took me by surprise a little bit. Sorry about that. So as I was saying, we actually need a podcast that is going to be something for women over the age of 40. There's been quite a lot of things going on in my life recently, um, not just for myself, but I see my friends around me. We're all experiencing something different now that we're in our 40s, 50s, 60s. A few of my friends have had some really tragic things happen to them, a death of my friend's husband. I've had another friend of mine go through a major divorce case where the father of the children are no longer, he's no longer allowed to speak to his children. Um, another family member has had a stroke in her mid-40s. So many things have been going on. And for myself, it's been a really strange and hard year for myself as well, personally. And I've really delved deep into a lot of podcasts. There's some great ones out there. Andrew Huberman's amazing. Rich Roll is amazing. However, what I realized was that as amazing as their podcasts are, I kept on coming back to asking myself, how does this relate to my situation? Um, the technical things I need to know as a woman in my 40s with everything else that's been going on in my life as well. So I'm inviting you on this journey with me to explore everything we need to know as women that's going to help us become our best selves. I'm going to be interviewing all the greatest minds on the planet all in one place here. And the whole idea is that we need to live our lives on purpose. This is not a me podcast. This is an us podcast. This is the place that you get to get the answers for the questions you want to know as well. So if at any time you have questions that you want to know answers to, send me through a question and I will find the right people to answer that question for you. So if you're a high achiever, this podcast is for you. If you're someone who believes that you have more to experience in your life and you want to know how to make that happen properly, then this is the podcast for you as well.
So let me tell you what some of the guests are going to be sharing on this podcast. We're going to be talking about general health, lifestyle, beauty. We're going to be speaking about how to live your life on purpose. We'll also be covering topics about mental wellness, finding true happiness, feeling self-confident. And a big one that I found is how our own mind can actually be our worst enemy so much of the time. We'll be covering topics about sex, relationships, um, how hormones interplay into our sex and relationships, how to heal from pain, both emotional pain and physical pain. I think we've all experienced some sort of emotional, physical pain over the years. And for myself, my uh, physical pain is getting worse than ever. So how to use the latest science to look and feel younger, but at the same time, how to make sure we're not trying to be 20 years old and how to make sure we're living a life that is suited for our age. I want to explore how food actually heals us. This has been a huge topic for me for many, many years and more so now than ever. How to be your best self in general. I believe in waking up every day and living each day on purpose. I want to talk about fashion as well and how it actually changes as we get into our 40s and what we need to be thinking about when it comes to our fashion choices. I want to think about yeah, stopping thinking about trying to be younger. Let's take that off the table. Let's not compare ourselves to 20-year-old girls because we're not 20 years old anymore. How to grow old gracefully, but also how not to torment ourselves with growing old gracefully. But I believe that posture, um, how you carry yourself is very important because being an 80-year-old or 90-year-old with good posture is very important. Another big area for me is perimenopause, menopause, understanding this because I thought I understood it and I definitely didn't what cancer means once we get into our 40s, what fasting actually is and what it isn't and is it good, is it bad, what we can also do for our husbands to help them keeping keeping them young and keeping them active and making sure that they're healthy as well as they also age alongside us. How to stress less, how to make sure that we're dealing with our families in the right way, how to make our lives truly beautiful. Um, it's very important for me now that I don't have a lot of time to be spending on just doing anything. So I really want to make every single moment count. How to not let ourselves go. How to make sure we're not putting on weight accidentally, which is something that tends to happen and something I'm going to be covering in a few minutes. I do want to go into that in a little bit more detail today from my experience alone, because I think it's made a big difference to myself. How to be truly happy, how to make sure that we've got the right careers for ourselves, how to not be wasting time doing a job that we really don't like and like and not having a life that we don't enjoy how to have great relationships both with our children with our families and um, with the people around us how meditation is actually such a huge part of our lives i was the person who never believed in spirituality i didn't believe in all of that hoo hoo ha ha in the past but now i'm actually realizing how much that actually plays into mental well-being how to make sure that we have more time to give ourselves while not taking away that time from the people that really need it from us. I want to cover how to be better friends to our best friends and the people around us. How to drink less or not at all. This is a huge topic and I've seen so much talk about drinking alcohol. So I'd love to really cover that in depth as well. How to make sure we listen to our bodies. That is something that I have learned the hard way. I didn't listen to my body well enough over the years and now it's really, I'm paying the price for it, but I'm realizing how important it is. I was always a person that was go, go, go. And I realized I've got to take a step back. 
how to not care so much about the problems that we have in our lives, how to make sure that we can just wash and let it all wash away from us and so many more topics. So every single thing I want to cover off in this podcast are topics that are going to be specifically related to us as women over the age of 40. So women in our 40s, 50s, 60s, I want to know that when I get into my 60s and into my 70s that this is going to be something that I am thinking about in a very purposeful way. So now I want to share with you something that I've learned this year and please subscribe to this channel because I will have so many upcoming episodes with so much more information that you will want to watch. So I don't want you to miss out on this great advice. There's going to be so much scientifically based information that you're going to learn all about your biological age. I've learned a lot about that myself in the last few months. You're going to learn how to embrace your life in a healthier version of yourself. I've actually been a very successful entrepreneur. I've had 12 businesses, I've started, sold, uh, bought businesses along the way, and I've had a really great career as a hair and makeup artist, as a marketing expert. And three years ago, I sold my business because I had my daughter and I wanted to be on maternity leave and I just came back from that now after three years. But for the last eight months, I've had a completely different experience and one that um, has been quite depressing for me. And that's why it's led me to where I am now. I'm the type of person that was living at 110% all of my life. I was always go, go, go. And for the last eight months or so, my life has been from the inside, probably 50% of that. From the outside, people thought I was still living this great life and I was living at that you know, really high level, fast paced life, but I really wasn't on the inside. I had so many different things going on in my body. I'm going to do another video about that, which you can learn about that later if you do want to. But for now, I just want to touch on the fact that after so many doctor's visits, I did not get the help that I needed. And while I still believe in doctors, and I do believe that doctors do play a great role in our lives, I do believe that we as, especially women over 40, we need to listen to our bodies and take action. And over the last eight months, I have gone through so many different tests outside of the normal doctor stuff. I have had um, special blood tests done. I've had all my hormone levels checked. I've had my menopause, all my menopause stuff done. I have had, um, I've just invested in a Lumen device, which is a breath testing device that will tell you what your sugar levels are as you eat. Um, I've had the Viome test done, which is a whole lot of tests to tell me a whole lot about my gut bacteria, how my body's aging. And I found out I'm actually aging much quicker than I thought I was. And that actually explains why I felt so terrible for the last eight months. Um, it's been because of this. It's been, it's been because of the last eight months or so that has sent me down this road to realize that we as women are not getting the advice that we need. We don't understand everything we need to understand. I thought I understood what menopause was. I understood that it's something that's a life change. We go through this life change and it was sort of brushed off. I just found out that I'm actually in perimenopause. Now, I didn't expect it to happen so young. It didn't happen for my mum that young. Um, but I also realised that we don't understand anything about menopause. I don't. I've spoken to my friends about it. Um, I haven't met a woman my sort of age who understands menopause or perimenopause and what it actually means. So that's why I really wanted to put this podcast together because there's so many different layers to our lives once we get into our 40s. 
there's the menopause, the perimenopause. There's also everything else that goes with that. We don't talk about, it's the bone density we don't talk about. It's the fact that our stomach actually changes as well. So how you digest food actually changes because of menopause and perimenopause. And we don't even know we're in perimenopause and doctors don't even know to tell us we're in perimenopause until we go through a whole lot of tests, which in this country, they don't actually test for as a general thing. Um, they just go by, oh, you had some hot flushes, you must be in menopause, that's it. Um, but there's so many different layers. Also, just the hormone levels. I'm now realizing so much more about being on the pill. I didn't understand. I watched this really great documentary the other day, and it was about the pill. I was so shocked to find out what I found out, and it made me realize so much about the last eight months, it is unbelievable. I had a doctor actually put me on the pill as I started going through menopause and perimenopause, whatever you want to call it. There's the different stages. So I was going through perimenopause technically. Um, it's what I've always called menopause, but it's actually perimenopause. So just another confusing layer to the whole thing for us. And I've now found out that what the pill actually does for our body is unbelievable. And I've had to do a lot to try to find different ways to solve my problems. There's food that you can eat that will change things. There's different hormones you can take. Um, we're never told that we can take testosterone. Okay, there's not a lot of tests about it, but there's ways you can take it in small doses to try it for your own body. And there's blood tests to see what your testosterone levels are. We're not taught that. I was never taught that. None of my friends have been taught that. I've been bringing this up with women around me a lot recently. And every single one of them looks at me like completely shocked of what? I've never heard anything like that. So I think this is something that we need to explore as women. And we need to understand because you might not be in perimenopause now. You might be and you don't even know it. Or you've already gone through where you've gone through to the menopause stage but our hormones play such an important part in our daily lives, not just when it comes to getting pregnant, but so many other parts of our lives. So I really am passionate about this. I want to make sure that you learn everything you need to know. So today, what I really wanted to talk about, those are all things for another episode. But for now, today, what I want to talk about is actually one thing that I learned recently that I never understood. So I just want to make it clear, I do not want to be giving you my advice when it comes to medical information. I want to have the guests on to do that for us. But over the last six months, I have found out something that has been, for me, mind-blowing, and I know a lot of women don't actually understand this either. So we as women have been told for years and years and years that we are um, not putting on weight as we get older. We're told that's not true. There's no such thing as your metabolism slowing down. And that's frustrated me because I've always thought, yeah, since I've been 30, I see it getting worse and worse and worse. And now in my 40s, I really notice the difference. But there's been a lot of studies. And just recently, I was reading a study where they said it's not true. Our metabolism does not slow down in our 40s or beyond. That really frustrated me because I was like, I know that something's happening. I know I'm putting on weight. I know that my body was never like this, but I found out the answer to it. We are putting on weight. It is true. We do put on weight as we get older as women. Don't know about men. I don't care right now, but I'm just telling you specifically for women, 
we are putting on weight, but it's not our metabolism that's slowing down. So that is true. That scientific evidence is true. What it actually is, is that we need muscle to help us break down the fat, lose fat, take the fat out of our body, not get fat. I don't know, whatever word you want to use for it. Um, there's probably a more technical way, and I want to get experts on to talk about it in more detail. But I just want you to understand that you are putting on weight, but not because your metabolism is slowing down. It's actually because your muscles are deteriorating quicker than they should. Now, there's a very easy way to fix this. It's actually the simplest thing in the world to do. All you need to do is two things. You need to eat more protein and you need to lift weights. So all of those running, all that running that you're doing, all the walking that you're doing is not helping you in this specific area. So people are saying, I'm walking more than I ever did before, but I still notice that I'm not losing the weight that I want to lose. You need to build muscle mass. Bigger muscles actually break down, change the fat, whatever it is, means that you are not getting fat. So... You don't need to be lifting big weights. You don't need to turn to Arnold Schwarzenegger. But what you do need to be doing is lifting some, having some sort of weight resistance. It can be a very small amount of weight resistance, but it needs to be weights. So you can do one hour of walking, but if you do 20 minutes or 15 minutes of weight training, you're going to get a better result from the weight training than you are from the walking. And that's just the scientific evidence that proves that. So it doesn't matter how much you hate weight training. doesn't matter how much you hate the idea. I did. I never liked the idea of it. I never liked going to a gym. So what I do now at home is I do a set routine of weight training and I notice a difference with my body straight away. And as I start to notice that difference, it makes me want to do it more. So it's mind over matter. In the beginning, I didn't want to do it. I was happy doing my Pilates. I was happy doing my stretching. But now I realize that I need to do that weight training as well. And it's making a bigger difference to my body. The other thing is eating enough protein. Everyone who thinks skipping meals, eating less calories is the way to lose weight. It's actually not. It's about getting enough protein. As we get older, we need more protein. Muscle is built from protein and from weight training. So you need the protein to build your muscle. You also need the protein in your body anyway. But protein is also great because the more protein you have, the less other foods you actually want. So if you get hungry and you need a snack, you're better off having something high in protein and then waiting a little bit than going for the chocolate. So for example, one thing I've started doing is I literally get a tablespoon of peanut butter, natural, no sugar peanut butter, and I'll get a tablespoon of peanut butter and eat that on its own before I start going for the chocolate or the ice cream. And I was a huge sweet tooth for so many years. And I notice now that I don't need as much sweets and I can go days and days and days until one of my kids will come to me with something sweet and give me something. But generally speaking, I eat way less sweet stuff now than I did before, all because I'm watching my protein intake. What does this actually look like? Well, I found out that my protein should be 120 grams per day for my body. That's me. That's my calculation that's been worked out for me. 120 grams a day. I've got, as I mentioned, that Lumen um, breath test. I'm not sponsored by them. Um, there's different systems on the market as well. But I've got one of those breath testers 
and I test my breath during the day and I can see my sugar spikes. While people talk about don't let your sugar spike, there's all this research now saying it doesn't matter if your sugar spikes a little bit. The problem is, is that when it spikes too much at a time and then goes down and then spikes again in huge drastic areas. And you see that when you eat things like chocolate and uh, processed food. So you want to try to keep it balanced and by eating more protein, you can do this. So in my app, it tells me I need 120 grams a day. I know that from other um, apps that I've used as well. And then the thing is, I need to make sure that I'm eating that over the course of a day, which means you cannot, you should not eat more than 25 grams per, uh, per sitting of protein. So you cannot turn around and start the day saying, I'm going to skip my breakfast. I'm going to skip my lunch. I'm going to have a big dinner and just eat a big steak and have my 120 grams of protein in my dinner. You can't do that. That actually does not work for your body. So that's, that's another place that women are going wrong. They think, oh, I'll just eat less food during the day and just have one big meal, or I'll eat less food in general and I'll have my dinner only. That's actually not good for your body. You need to be keeping where fasting it, in my um, knowledge, fasting is okay. I fast every single day. So I eat a late breakfast. I eat early dinner and I eat a late breakfast or a lunch. Um, so I have a period, but I also do eat protein in that time period in the morning. So I'll have protein in the morning because that doesn't break your fast. And then I'll have my lunch and my dinner. And I make sure that I spread my protein during the day. It is difficult when you start off with. So I'm not saying it's easy to do when you begin with because your mind doesn't work like that. So I need to think every day, am I eating enough protein? So sometimes I need to go and get two boiled eggs and just eat two boiled eggs or have some peanut butter, or I need to um, just have a boiled piece of chicken from the fridge. It sounds really weird, but I do that. On top of that, I've got a lot of other eating problems. I've got SIBO, a small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which means vegetables are actually something that I cannot eat a lot of. I've managed to calm down my stomach issues over the years with different treatments. And because of that, I can eat more than I did. I used to not be able to eat even the smallest piece of like broccoli or anything like that. But now I can eat more. But I cannot really digest a lot of chickpeas, lentils, um, beans, things like that. It's not, and those are high in protein. So vegetarians and vegans will turn to chickpeas and lentils as their way of getting enough protein. Um, in my case, I can't do that. It doesn't work for my body. So I need to get it from actual animal products. Also things like nuts. There's so many foods I can't eat pretty much. I'm like the anti-vegan person because I can have a lot of animal products, but I can't have a lot of the vegan food. Uh, but that's my body. And I'm sick of people telling everyone, you have to eat this and you have to eat that. And you're going to have to be a vegan and you have to do this for society or you have to do this if you're a good person. I don't care what anyone else has to say. I know what my body can handle and what it can't handle. So I will eat what's right for my body. We need to eat more protein as women, as we get older, we also need to watch it's not so much calorie intake, but good food versus bad food. If you're eating a lot of good food, it doesn't matter if you go over a couple of calories. I'm not counting calories. I'm counting my protein intake, making sure I'm eating clean food, making sure I'm eating the right food for my body. My biome test told me the different foods that I can and can't eat. Turkey, can't eat turkey. That's something that they found out for me with my blood test. Turkey's not okay for my body, so I stay away from turkey. Lamb, though, is fantastic for my body, and Broccoli is terrible, they say, for my body, which I already knew. So I stay away from the things I can't eat. You need to eat the things that are right for you. 
without worrying about all of this um, vegan and vegetarian and you being a good person or a bad person. I'm a believer in eating less animal products. I definitely believe in that. And I do believe in sourcing them properly. I do believe in eating right for the environment. So all of those things I do believe in, but I think I can still do that while looking after my body and making sure the food works for my body at the same time. So if you're going to take one thing away from today's podcast, please take away the fact that you need to eat more protein. You need to check your protein levels. And I rarely hear of anyone that's actually eating enough protein. Maybe you are, but maybe you're eating some of the other foods that are wrong as well. But check your protein levels to make sure you've got the right amount of protein and make sure you're not eating more than 25 grams per sitting. Look, there's going to be days that I eat more protein in one sitting, less in another sitting, and I'm generally going to balance it. But if you can use that as sort of a reference guide of trying to keep it to 25 grams per sitting, 20 to 25 grams, it depends, of course, of your body height and weight and things like that but it's around 25 grams per sitting because that's how our body digests it then if you're sticking to those sort of general rules you will see a huge change in your body as well so that's my advice for today i hope that today's podcast has been interesting for you Thank you for still being here. I'm so excited that you're on this journey with me. I hope to bring you all the information that you're looking for. I hope that I can help you transform your life and be a better version of yourself, just as I'm always trying to be a better version of myself. So if you've got any questions, if you'd like me to find some experts to answer your concerns, please send me an email or put a question underneath this video. I would love to be able to help you with your concerns as well. And until next time, live your life on purpose, be happy and thrive every single day.